and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Ivy Cole. Thanks so much for being here, Ivy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with everybody. Absolutely. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Ivy Cole. I got into writing, I think I started writing when I was like 16. Loved it last year. I am now 33 and I decided, you know what, let's go for it and publish my first book this year. So that's amazing. Yeah. So why choose is a bit of a unique genre, especially (laughs) for people not in the genre. Um, What kind of got you into it? Um, so originally writing, you know, when you're starting romance, uh, you start male-female, um, which is how most of my writing started. About two years, I had a friend that was like, hey, you should read this book. And I was like, okay. And I think it was, actually have it here, The Magic of Discovery. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you need to read this. I was like, okay. And from that point on, I was hooked. I absolutely loved it. I was like, this fixes every love triangle ever. <laughs> um, why love one when you can have them all? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it started there. And then I read it was a Alice in Wonderland book. That was a wide truth, and I absolutely fell in love with it as well. And I was like, you know what? I want to write a Alice in Wonderland retelling and started that. And that is how Meddling with Madness was born. I love that. Yes. Magical Discovery is such a great book to get started with. Too. <laughs> like, <laughs> really an excellent series. So that's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about kind of like the fairy tale retellings that kind of what like drew you to that? As a kid, every I feel like it's our generation that grew up on Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about it and you're like, what if the Beast was this? Or what if Aladdin did this? Or mm-hmm. you kind of twist and turn it. And I actually have like four retellings on my to be written. And I'm like, I have too many ideas and not enough time to write everything. That's always how it goes. The the to be written list is, oh my gosh, it's so much longer than I'll ever get to. It's so bad. Just like I want to write them all. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about meddling with madness. So give us like, who are your characters? Give us a little bit of lowdown in the book. All right. So meddling with madness is an Alice in Wonderland retelling. Um, It is about Alice, our main character, who is cursed. Um, Her family has a curse from the original Alice Alice Liddell, who was originally part of Wonderland. Um, She came through the looking glass over into our world, wasn't able to come back. Um, So due to that leftover magic, the firstborn female of the firstborn female of every generation um, has to keep the Alice Liddell name. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are cursed with images of Wonderland. Um, At about 30 is where most of the females in the family go crazy. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
Alice um, feels like there's a certain connection that she has with Wonderland. She finds all of these images, all of these dreams very fascinating. And she sort of embodies that original Alice ideal of blue dresses, white, black, um, the looking glass, swords, all those ideas that you usually have with Alice. She embodies those. Um, Starting off in the story, um, she ends up falling through the looking glass that has been held within her family for generations, um, which is where she finds her seven males, <laughs> um, which are Rab, Moore, Hatter, Arch, Chesh, D, and Rook. D and Rook are the twins, which are mm-hmm. the little D Tweedledums. Yeah. Um, you have Rab, who is the white rabbit. Moore, who is the caterpillar who has turned into a blue morpho, morpho butterfly. Um, you've got Hatter, which is the Mad Hatter. Um, Arch, which is the March uh, Hare. Um, Chesh, which is our lovable Cheshire cat, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got those seven males, and it's mainly about her adventure through Wonderland, um, how she has to save Wonderland from the Red Queen, um, where she also meets the White Queen. Um, so it's a it's a detailed um, adventure, as well as a love story of how she ends up falling in love with these males. She doesn't quite understand why she has this connection with them, which you'll find out why she has the connection if you read, read the book. Um, so. I love it. I love it. And seven, that's a, I mean, you jumped right in. I jumped <laughs> right in. It was. Was it always it, supposed to be seven or did it kind of grow? It grew. And also, if for all of our MM lovers in there, um, there is a touch of MM in there. So one of the males has a relationship with one of the other males as well. So it's also a juggling of her relationship with all seven of them, Mm -hmm. as well as the relationship between these two males as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just started writing... um, I guess this is a small spoiler, but by the time the <laughs> episode comes out, it won't be as much of a spoiler. The book may even be out. Um, but I've started writing the fifth book of the Unitan Realm series and make me in it um, has MM in it as well. And it's a definitely interesting because it's my first book in there that has the MM in balancing that secondary relationship with the relationships of exactly every of the female with all of her males as well has been a whole <laughs> I couldn't go easy on my first book yeah. I had to throw in seven males and then throw in MM <laughs> at the same time I was like this is the first of everything why did I do this to myself <laughs> but hey once you write the big complicated one everything else becomes easier exactly <laughs> So you have a second book out. So tell us a little bit about that one. So my second book is called Underworld. Um, It is a series. um, So there will be other books that come out part of it. Um, They're all standalone books. um, But it helps if you read Underworld first because it kind of introduces all of the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But Underworld is a dark mafia romance book. Um, it 
is sort of a Persephone Hades inspired book. Um, so all of the characters have um, the Hades Persephone character names. Um, so we've got Jane, who is our main female character, um, yeah. who will later go by Persephone. Um, Jace, who is Hades. Um, we have Howie, which is Cerberus. Um, he is the protector of the group. Whereas Hades is the ruler of the underworld, of course. And then you've got Alec. He is Sharon. He is the one that takes everybody to the cave and uh, to where they ask or plead for Hades' help. And then there's Zane. Um, he is Thanatos. He is the one that delivers punishment um, to anybody who displeases the underworld. Um, this is a post apocalyptic sort of pandemic story it's based in the united states but the united states is no longer mm. united states it's just america and each part of uh, america has been sectioned off into certain categories so there's districts and stuff like that where okay. um, each place is ruled by a governor and then there's the president of of america and Sort of the job of the underworld is to try and take over America is their goal um, and try to take out um, the evil politics and people that are trying to rule by um, belittling and doing illegal things, whereas they're trying to make the people of America better and having them it's more of a people-based ruling, whereas they're watching over everybody and making sure everybody's doing okay. Mm. Um, whereas America right now is ruled by people that are looking out for their own interests. Like yep. <laughs> it's a little empire throw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet. So obviously, um, fairy tales and mythology play a big role in kind of how you built these characters. Are there other sources of inspiration um, from where you drew the characters from? To be honest, it's more of I read a book and I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Or I see a picture on uh, Pinterest, which mm -hmm. is how another book I'm writing <laughs> was born. As I saw a picture on Pinterest, I was like, oh, that would be a great character. And then the character just comes into life in your brain, and you're like, okay, well, now it's needing yeah. to be written now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big visual person as well. My Pinterest board definitely has several visuals of like different characters and also like just different worlds as well in the landscapes. So I get it. Pinterest can be a godsend for authors, but also a horrible place because <laughs> you get too many ideas. Yep. <laughs> and the time sucked. Like I had <laughs> plenty of time when I had to decide what blue dress Claire was wearing and the second book there was there was quite a few hours spent on pinterest down a few rabbit holes that was fine so <laughs> but awesome so when you're writing your female main characters specifically are there certain traits that you always want them to embody i feel like it depends on how i want the story to go so as far as the main character for meddling with madness alice her main thing was how she was treated as a child how her family has a horrible name of being 
um, the crazies of the town, how she was often bullied as a kid because of this, um, how she has two very overprotective brothers. So she really embodied that whole, she went through a lot of trauma as a kid, um, building to her adulthood where her uh, brothers constantly overprotected her and she's really just wanting to spread her wings. She understands that the world isn't all sunny rainbows and butterflies. Like she's totally got that image. She understands. Um, and she just wants her brothers to back off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she gets into Wonderland and she's like this free bird and she doesn't understand. Like she has all these freedoms, like these males in this new place aren't coddling her they're not overprotecting her like they're giving her full reign to be herself and she's not entirely sure what to do with this so it was a whole journey for her of okay I've got this new freedom what do I do with it like what I'm in a very unfamiliar place like I really actually don't need these males to protect me yeah (laughs) I love that so now I know it's a why choose podcast and I always ask people you know I always tell people when they ask me why choose, but do you have a favorite um, (laughs) in the harem, but do you have like a favorite type? Like, do you like the cinnamon roll, you know, alpha, or is it just, do you like the, you know, one that's slightly psychotic? (laughs) (laughs) I also hate saying that I have a favorite, but (laughs) I am often drawn to the broken males. Um, I just find them very, needy like they need the love they need the hugs they need the kisses they need the cuddling and I just I really want to do that (laughs) those are often the characters that I'm I'm drawn to when I'm reading um meddling with madness has one of those males underworld has one of those males I couldn't (laughs) stop myself from writing at least one of those males yep I feel you. I feel you. I I feel like I kind of go in phases, but I definitely always have a kind of like a gruff, like alpha lumberjack type. Yes. That's super sweet, like that grumpy sunshine trope. And I somehow always do have like someone that's a little slightly nerdy, maybe like, you know, like kind of like that Clark Kent before not you super grand. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been, it's definitely been interesting to see what attracts us. It's always a wonder, like, you're like, I'm gonna love this character, and then, like, 20 more pages in, you're like, never mind, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> this is why I read Why Choose, because, like, now I can't choose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, we're gonna be back with a little more questions on the characters after a short break, but for our listeners, uh, definitely make sure you stay tuned, because we are about to add to your endless TBR list uh, with a few short advertisements for some more Why Choose books. So, we'll be back. Hey, listeners, here's another Why Choose Romance to add to your list to heal all wounds from the How to Train Your Harem series by Tawny Oakland. Brutalized and near death, Shasta escapes into a blizzard rather than remaining in the hands of her sadistic captors. With her magical abilities bound and injuries sapping her strength, she welcomes death as an end to the pain she's endured for years. When two men and a butterfly dragon step in to save her, she's not sure who she can trust. Things that seem too good to be true always are, right? 
After her attack, the touch of a man or three is the last thing she wants, but the goddess has other plans for her. Can she learn to trust after everything she's been through, or will the enemy from her nightmares tear apart her found family and return her to servitude? Again, that was To Heal All Wounds from the How to Train Your Harem series by Tawny Oakland. Go check it out. And now we're back to the podcast. And now we're back with Ivy and we're going to dive right back into all of our character questions. So many authors have mentioned that their stories or characters sometimes surprise them as they're writing. Has there been a moment in your writing process where the story or the characters took an unexpected term? If you have a favorite, share that. But if you've got multiple favorites, we're all about the why juice. So, yes, yes. Um, bringing it back to meddling with madness because that was my very first book. Um, there wasn't originally supposed to be MM in the book okay. at all. There wasn't Ooh. supposed to be a love interest. There wasn't supposed to be anything. Mm-hmm. And just like some random thought one day. Um, like most characters do, they just pop into your brain and are like, mm-hmm. hey. Um, so, spoiler, Hatter and Arch are the ones that have the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't originally supposed to, but um, they did have a very close brotherhood, and it sort of shifted from brotherhood to sexual partner to lover to okay we're officially I was just like wait this isn't even supposed to happen what is going on and they're just like it happened like I don't know what you want me to do about it exactly right you have the best plan in the world and the characters go yeah no thank you just kidding yeah this went so that was that was definitely a surprise and I think it made it worse because it was my first book and it was my first time writing MM. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I had beta readers at the time, like reading along with the book. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am so sorry, guys. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, none of us really do. <laughs> and you're like, no, we're totally for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> perfect <laughs> gotta love the beta readers and i mean honestly all of it so all our listeners if you're a beta alpha arc reader just thank you because you keep us on track or at you least are the biggest cheerleaders too and sometimes we just need that like we are filled with so much doubt sometimes we just need that like extra step of Go for it. Just write it. (laughs) Yes. I remember I never um, had actually planned on publishing by her site. And I uh, finished the book. I think I spent about two weeks talking myself out of ever letting it see the light of day. Because I was like, no one's going to want to read this. I wrote that book so I could write a YA Greek mythology story that's really been like a heart project of mine. And uh I was like, no one's going to read it. And an author friend of mine I reached out to, um, you know, let me post in her group. And I found beta readers. I remember sending it off and being like, they're not going to like it. (laughs) You know, like, it's not great. Like, you know, and I never forget Katie is her name. I can't remember her last name. I'd shout her out. But Katie sent me a, a message on Facebook, like, I think she was halfway through the book or something. It was like, I was like, I'm, she was like, I'm halfway through, but I want to let you know that I love it. And like all of this. And I just remember being like, 
oh, okay. All right. <laughs> like just this okay, a okay. sigh of relief of like, whoo, I think I let tension out of my shoulders. I wasn't even aware I was carrying. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so you guys are invaluable to us if you are listening here and you are one of our ARC beta or alpha readers. Um, so tell me a little bit, we're going to dive a little bit into your writing process and everything. I always like to ask people this question, but are you a plotter or are you a pantser? I normally just think out the idea. Like mm-hmm. I, in Google Docs, I just literally write out the idea. Mm-hmm. And usually it's, I have like a dream or just have an idea about like a certain scene. So I'm like, okay, I'll just type out this, the scene. 90% of the time. I'm not even kidding. I write four or five chapters and I'm so proud of myself. And then I'm like, wait, this is at the end of the book. Like, <laughs> I can't even start the book yet because I have no idea how to start it. But I have five chapters for the evening. <laughs> I love it. So maybe a little bit of a mixture of both. You know where you're going, I guess. <laughs> I know where I'm wanting to go, but I need to figure out where to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I also usually brain dump my ideas into a Google Doc. I say I'm more of a plotter. Occasionally, though, like things happen and you're just, like you said, the characters take the characters on a ride. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, actually... You were wrong about which direction we were going if we were driving instead of flying and all the things. So I get it. <laughs> you know that one scene that you thought you wanted to happen? Yeah. Actually, it happened like this. And you're like, yeah. wait, I just wrote <laughs> a thousand words mm-hmm. of this. Like, yep. why? <laughs> yeah, if I had several deleted scenes from by her sight. I got a little wiser as I wrote more books and that helped. But yeah, by her sight had quite a few like Vivian, Vivian is a, you know, a mean girl character in the book. And her dad was supposed to make an appearance at some point and be like this major character. And that didn't like not happen at all. <laughs> um, I think I've talked about this before, maybe, I don't know about on the podcast or not, but I didn't know how the whole series was going to end until I think I was writing the third book. <laughs> no idea who the bad guy was going to be. So, so, you know, sometimes it just, they just take you somewhere. Just like, so. we're going to just go this way. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your writing process. Like when you're in the kind of flow and writing the book, um, are you an at-home writer, evening writer, morning writer? Is there such a thing as an ideal writing day for you or does it just kind of happen with the chaos of life? There is no ideal day for me to write. I work a full-time job. Okay. I have twin daughters and a husband. <laughs> um, I have two full, three furry children and I have chickens. Ideal day of writing. So it usually consists of me like writing down an idea in a notebook at like work when I'm like, oh, I need to write this down before I forget it. And I like, scribble it down as fast as I can. Or like I'm in the car and I'm like, why? I'm driving. And so, like, I have to write a quick message. I have an alpha beta reader chat. And I'm like, I'm just putting this in for you guys really quick. Like, I just need to 
this to say it really quick so I can yep. get it out of my mind just so I could go back and like type it all out. Mm-hmm. Just ignore what I'm saying, please. Yeah. This is not for you guys. I use voice memos a lot. I used one actually on the way home uh, from the coffee shop this morning. <laughs> so yes, I get that. I just real quick. This is what I was thinking. I got to go back and write it down afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, we are kind of coming up on the end of our time, but I want our listeners to be able to connect with you. So where can our listeners find you and your books? I am on Facebook. So you can just look up my name, Ivy Cole. Um, I have a group called Ivy Cole's Book Crew. Um, I am also on TikTok. Um, Ivy Cole author. I like to put a lot of like promos on there. I do a lot of cosplays of my characters. Um, If you're wanting a sneak peek into a book or something like that, I do a lot of stuff on my TikTok as well. Awesome. I love that. And listeners, as always, we will make sure we put all of those links in the show notes so you didn't have to be writing that down. Um, We will make sure that all of those links to follow Ivy and all the platforms she's on are in the show notes. But that's all the time we have with Ivy today. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And thanks so much to our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for more Ivy Cole content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind the scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. See you next time. 